In a world where old workplace injuries can see podcast hosts temporarily sidelined, one bear and one lady find themselves burrowing deep into their archive. Add your heart. It's Knackers and the Veg. Welcome to Knackers and the Veg, which could be a really awful experience for you, uh, mostly because it's recorded on a cheap Android with a $15 headset that goes running with me and has therefore uh, received into its crevices, I imagine, uh, about a litre of sweat. So if there's some fuzz that you can hear on this podcast, um, or white noise or red noise, if you prefer, comrade, that's my actual sweat, the sweat of a midlife woman on a keep fit mission in time for the menopause, either her own or that of late capitalism. Oh, it's all drying up, all the wealth, isn't it? It's all going to the top 0.0001%. So even if you can excuse the sound of my sweat, you may not be able to excuse the sound of my socialism. This is a socialist podcast. It's not my socialism. It's the socialism of one Karl Marx. It's a Marxist podcast, and Marxism has not been a very popular way of looking at things for about 40 years. Uh, we might get into that later, but I, I do, I do want to say um, that Marxism is not a plan for the future. Marxism is an analysis of the present and the past, and it is a way of looking at historical cycles. Uh, it is a way about looking at the, the logic um, the um, self-preserving logic of capitalism and how capitalism finds itself in so many of our everyday expressions. It's a way of looking at how capitalism uh, coerces us, whether we're um, very, very well-to-do or we're someone living in the global south, say in the nation of Bangladesh, where our risk of Yes, um, due to climate change, what is it? Last year, a third of the landmass of Bangladesh was underwater. Uh, also, the product of capitalism. We'll possibly get into that in a future broadcast. Podcast, I mean. Um, uh, you know, or you you might die making my three dollar t shirt that I'm currently wear, wearing um, in uh, one of the sweatshops that provides so many of the clothes that we wear in the West. Oh, by the way, don't think you can get out of it by buying ethical clothing. No, what use is that? I mean, seriously, first, can you tell me that you can really chart the entire supply chain of you, everything that you're wearing? Was it made of bamboo? Was it made of cotton? Um, were these things harvested by machine or were they harvested by something that we might very well call slave labour? And even if they were harvested by machine, how many people in that particular uh, nation state were put out of work because of etc 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 you know I mean just because the thing that you're wearing says uh, vegan and made with care I, I, I'm not diminishing the efforts of people to make capitalism more compassionate but essentially you can't make capitalism compassionate capitalism is its own thing now it's its own system anything with a profit motive any system can't be compassionate any more than it can be nasty on purpose. It does what it does 
but I'm reminded that I do bang on. So uh, that warning, um, I think that was a sufficient warning in itself. I will go on like that in an untethered way with whatever decides to torpedo itself into my ageing, menopausal, angry mind and, and talk about it. You are by no means coerced by uh, any force to listen. You can switch off now. I don't care. Um, I, but anyway, so that is a reason that this might be awful because it's done by me. Um, because I find that I'm now quite awful at talking personably into a microphone. And there's a reason, a very personal reason for this. Um, and that, that is that about 100 years ago, I was paid to actually um, talk into a microphone on FM Breakfast Radio and in that professionalised situation, what you have as a radio announcer is people around you making you feel um, important. They might even occasionally bring you a coffee. Um, and, um, of course, um, in the intervening um, century, I now know that um, I am unimportant um, and um, that everybody on the planet is unimportant and important both equally. And so, um, you know, I don't have an elevated uh, sense that um, I'm able to offer an opinion that is somehow more polished, certainly not more polished and superior um, to everybody else's. Uh, uh, the other thing that you have on FM Breakfast Radio usually is a, a co-host. You usually have what they call a breakfast crew. I, I always hated that when I was doing FM Breakfast Radio. You get correspondence or a phone call or something and somebody would say, you know, address it to the breakfast crew. Can I talk to, I mean, what am I on a fucking boat? Um, anyway, I had a very good co-host, um, uh, uh, Bosun Mikey Robbins, <laughs> uh, not a crew member, uh, but uh, a very funny prick. Um, also, he was one that was very good at shutting me up um, with a one-liner when I got too earnest or boring, um, or if I did something as I just did previously and started banging on about Marxism without so much as a buy your leave or any kind of supporting notes. Um there is no Mikey here. There is no such comedic control here. But what I have done uh, for your benefit is I have placed a small plush toy uh, bear before me. Um, his name is Knackers. I am obviously the Vag. And it's my hope that this conceit will deliver you Marxism in the accessible FM breakfast radio style and shortly uh, where to have revolution. Um, so um, anyway... <laughs> I can't do voices, um, so when you hear Naka's voice, it will be indistinguishable from mine. Naka's is about to talk. Helen, what do you think about the Golden Globes and the decision by celebrities to wear black uh, following the uh, the Me Too uh, palaver that we've seen? Oh, how dare you call it palaver, Naka's, you're sexist. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Helen, um, the uh, Me Too movement of the past few months. Yes, thank you for um, asking that question, um, which is a, a popular one and the sort of thing that we might discuss on FM Breakfast Radio in the FM Breakfast Radio style knackers. Um, and so you know, with, with this uh, deceit and in muddying ourselves in the troughs of popular culture, Knackers, we might encourage some young Marxists out of their shells. Yes, Helen, just go on, you're boring me shitless. Um, 
So in October of 2017, last year, uh, for those of you no longer paying attention to the Gregorian calendar, uh, there were allegations um, printed in the New York Times about the uh, movie mogul Harvey Weinstein, a man who I I guess reached uh, uh, his um, uh, peak as a a gentleman of power in in Hollywood in the late 1990s, early 2000s, uh, where he sort of a mainstreamed a sort of a quasi-independent aesthetic um, in films like, you know, Goodwill Hunting, um, etc., which um, is a nice film, you know, um, in many ways. And I, who doesn't have, who doesn't harbour great hope that, that Matt Damon will one day pick up at least volume one of Capital and become a comrade? Um, this, you know, this, is, um, this, this, is, this is my hope. But it's also, um, you know, the, uh, the storyline of um, uh, that, that film is one that we see um, repeated endlessly in Hollywood, which is by... Um, personal raw talent alone, you can lift yourself up above your class um, and the constraints of that particular coercion by capital. This is something that we, oh, do you know the worst fucking one I ever fucking saw was um, the the Pursuit of Happiness um, starring Will Smith. My God, that is grotesque. You know, these uh, people who uh, by virtue of their, 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 their wit and their natural talent and their striving and their belief in themselves, you know, their TED Talk spirit that you too can overcome the fact that uh, you've got nothing to eat. You can even overcome the crude material things like, you know, actually being starving if you've just got enough, get up and go. Anyway, um, absolutely. Yes, Snackers, I'll, um, Snackers the Bear is asking me to get on with it. Um, so what do we think um, about the Golden Globes, et cetera, et cetera, the Me Too movement? All right. Um, so this was a started, or you know, do we want to call it a movement, or do we do we want to call it, a, a, I guess, a, a social media and a traditional media moment? Uh, I think that's perhaps what it is. Now, this is not in any way to uh, not feel true um, sympathy for the suffering of people who have. In, in, encountered um, uh, sexual abuse, sexual harassment. And, you know, had a bit of it myself. Was, I, uh, actually, you know, that radio thing that I was talking about a hundred years ago. I mean, that sort of um, ended for me pretty much because of, um, you know, I had a fair bit to do with with, with um, sexism and, and and actual violence. I won't get into it because it's a boring story. You can Google it if you want. But you know, poor little Helen. Um, so what I'm saying is that um, I uh, I understand um, what it's like to um, encounter a violence that we could call uh, uh, patriarchal in 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 nature, and um, I understand what it's like to be uh, completely undone, particularly in a in a work context and a mental uh, health context, by that 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 sort of thing. Um, it's not that I've never sort of seen and even been able to narrate the experience to myself of um, sexism at at, at the time. I mean, it's it's overwhelmingly frustrating. And, um, you know, the idea that you, if you talk about it and you talk about it um, and you, um, you, you know, you sort of place this moral injunction on the, uh, the, 
the men or indeed the women who uh, uphold this system that some people choose to call patriarchy, um, or let's let's call it sexism, that if you plead with them um, or to be better, or if you admonish them, or if you you out them, then individually everybody will become better and the world will change. So since the Harvey Weinstein thing, there's been a series of allegations of um, varying degrees of seriousness. And yes, I will say that. I know that um, there are a lot of people who have participated, particularly in social media with the, the Me Too hashtag. Um, and they, they, they come at it with the view that all experiences of abuse occur along a spectrum. And you hear this um, from, uh, uh, you know, what I would call um, liberal feminists, even some um, left-wing feminists. And um, they will say, well, you know, uh, the, the, the impulse that produces a wolf whistle or, you know, a fleeting experience of objectification is, um, you, you know, that um, th- those influences also produce um, violent rape. Now, I think that this is shaky ground. Um, I, I, I don't know if viewing all of those things um, on a spectrum or viewing all of them as having the same source is entirely valuable. I, I'm not going to say that I've come to uh, a particular decision about this, but this regular assertion that you hear that, um, oh, in a country like Sweden where there are you, you, where gender norms um, are, are, are less defined than they are in uh, other nations, you find... Um, um, less experience of um, sexual abuse or sexual violence uh, committed by men. Well, it's not actually true. Um, if you compare Sweden and, say, Spain, you know, a country where you, you could say, and I'm sort of not being judgmental, I'm making every effort not to be uh, uh, racist here, but, I mean, Spain has um, a... Uh, in, in my uh, Anglo-Celtic Western view and in the Anglo-Celtic uh, view of many, a, a culture of machismo, you know, l- less of what we in the West would call um, equality than what they have in, in, in Sweden. Um, still, you find that the, um, the differences are, I, 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 are not at all considerable. So I would say that you could have a world that is emptied of the visible signs of sexism and you could still have acts of more covert abuse. I think that those two things are are possible. Again, I've not come um, to a satisfying conclusion uh, about this. Nackers is telling me to get on um, with the point. Um, I just want to thank you very much, Nackers. How dare you police my feminism, you male bear oppressor? So, Anyway, I encountered the name, uh, let's just fast forward, you know the whole story of Me Too. Um, I I see this wonderful name um, in the press of recent days, it's Alaria Urbanati. What an elegant name. Um, I I say this because um, it reminds me um, of um, the the name Antonio Gramsci, (laughs) Um, who was um, uh, a chap, um, a a committed communist, um, a Marxist who was in imprisoned in um, pre-war Italy by Mussolini. Um, Extraordinary figure. I I really um, encourage you to read 
read some of the surprisingly accessible prison notebooks, and you spell Gramsci, G-R-A-M-S-C-I, uh, available freely for you to read on uh, marxists.org. And um, the, 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 the thought occurred to me because um, Ilaria Urbanati, who's actually a stylist for um, many celebrities who will walk the red carpet, possibly the black uh, carpet, at the Golden Globes, talked about how um, the men were showing their solidarity against sexism by wearing black. Now, let's just leave aside the obvious here, which is to pose the question, when have men not in the majority worn black to um, a Hollywood black tie event? Um, never. But let's say, you know, it's a nice gesture. And, um, you know, Alaria talks about the solidarity against sexism, which um, the men of Hollywood are... Um, are showing to um, to 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 women, and well, yes, they are. But um, I want to um, I, I, I I want to question this idea of solidarity and how it would be uh, how how it would be otherwise used used in a more um, traditional that is long ago Marxist context. The idea of solidarity uh, really has to be an international one. The idea um, of freedom, uh, an existence, um, which is, you know, coerced as little as it can be by um, external forces, we're social, we'll always be, you know, the minute we use language, we're always coerced into some convention. Um, but we're talking specifically here about the, you know, the, the coercion of capitalism. And so, uh, and, you know, in many uh, Marxist moments, um, coercion against sexism, let us not forget, comrades, that, you know, the point that we could say that um, marks the beginning of uh, the Russian Revolution um, is March the 8th. You may remember this if you've used the Me Too hashtag and are uh, uh, coming to consciousness as a feminist as uh, International Women's Day. It was um, the textile workers of uh, a factory in, in Petrograd um, who uh, just, you know, set down tools. And um, you, this was an explicitly gendered, um, if you if you like, kind of strike. It was a very, very Im Im important movement. And, I mean, my goodness now, when I look at um, International Women's Day and the way it has been so professionalised and, and taken from the labour movement who invented it, my God. Uh, you, you go to these networking brunches. Thank you, knackers. Yes, I am getting to the point. And these are, these are brunches that are so often supported by financial institutions, you know, the banks, the banks that set the housing prices. And in Australia, we're having a, a crisis of uh, housing affordability. It is not that there are, is a housing shortage in Australia. There are, according to the census, um, one million vacant properties in Australia, uh, you know, that is residential properties. Um, and if you want to use other measures, which are perhaps more reliable, which is, um, you know, water usage um, in residential properties, there's something close to a million. So uh, we, we actually have more vacant residential properties in Australia than we have homeless people, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, I'm sure, you know, any sane person would agree with that. What was I talking about again, knackers? I can't 
quite remember. Anyway, look, the banks are evil. We'll get into that um, if I ever do another one of these things. Highly unlikely. But you go to these things and, you know, you, you, you get your, your poached sustainable seafood, you know, offered to you by, by somebody um, toiling on basic wage and you network uh, with other strong and powerful women and, you know, they may also use the word solidarity. But, you know, who's, who's absent from these, these events and, and who also is present? Well, I mean, the, the finance sector, the most sort of influential part of the globalised economy um, is most notably present. Um, generally speaking, you will have a speaker uh, who is, um, you know, the CEO of um, such a financial institution or the CEO of a heavily financialized institution, um, you know, that is a major corporation who through a series of share buybacks and all of this peculiar garbage sort of um, manages to, um, you know, make a lot of money and we say, oh, you go girl and you go sister and, you know, you be like, um, uh, you know, you know the, all, all of those her- her- heroes and heroines of uh, Hollywood movies uh, where we see, you know, a scrappy individual fighting um, against, not so much fighting against oppression, but fighting for the realisation of their own will and talents. And if I can do it, you can do it too. Bullshit. You know, I mean, fuck off with your meritocratic nonsense, you know, and fuck off with your fucking feminism that says that, um, you know, all we want is equal opportunity. I mean, of course, in a sort of a, in, in, in a basic sense, what I crave and what the Marxist craves is, um, you know, the equal opportunity for, you know, all to be um, productive and find what it is that they want to do, but not so much sort of, um, uh, all right, um, yeah, thanks. Okay, Nakers, I am getting to the point of the Golden Globes. Oh, my God, I've been going on for so long already. Um, good point, Nakers. There are not many assumptions that uh, Marxism makes about human nature. One of the few assumptions is um, that humans are by nature productive. That is, we like to make and do. Um the other thing that, um, and this is not an assumption about human nature, but it is an assumption about the progress um, of what we call our mode of production, the way that we organise our economies, systems of distribution, etc. at any given time in history. You know, we've had other forms uh, of a, one thing that Marx called primitive communism, uh, which, um, you know, might be a, a small-scale society that produces what it needs to survive and then we have, um, you know, the slave labour uh, mode of production and um, the feudal mode of production. Um, uh, you know where you know half of your you, you you work on land, which is this happened in Europe in the Middle Ages. You, you work on land um, owned by a lord, and the lord owns the land, and um, and and half of your produce. You work for three and a half days um, for the lord, and three and a half days um, the um, the the other stuff that you produce is for yourself. It's sort of interesting to compare. Yes, knackers, I'll get there. Um, feudalism um, to contemporary wage labour. It's uh, uh, there. Uh, there are varying measures of how many hours a day you work for the the profit of your employing company 
and how much you work for yourself. Um, it used to be measured at about 50-50, you know, um, the same as feudalism. Like, you know, you're sort of paying for yourself for four hours a day and um, then, you know, the, the, the next four hours, you know, that surplus is owned by the employer. Um, given the fact of wage stagnation, um, which I'm sure you've uh, many of you have experienced, and the fact of this sort of extraordinary um, corporate growth and more and more people are, are working uh, for corporations with peculiar new uh, labour arrangements, you know, such as that in Uber, which blows my fucking mind how, you know, any government permitted that. Well, I mean, US, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, they've permitted all kinds of like wage labour uh, slavery um, there for um, generations. But I, here in Australia, that Uber is actually legal is, um, hey, don't get me wrong, I take it, it's cheap. You know, I buy, you know, $3 T-shirts that were made by slaves in, in Bangladesh. Um, that's how I, you know, get around when I need to. That's how I clothe myself when I need to. I know knackers get to the point, get to the point, um, which was, I think, you know, feminism, something, something, banks, something, something. Let's get back to the Golden Globes. This is a site as the sites of Inter International Women's Day networking brunches are of extraordinary uh, privilege. Uh, I'm not saying check your privilege. Um, a, a pointless exercise, really. Um, I, I mean, an equivalent of just sort of like um, saying, oh, rightio, well, I'll accept that I have so much more than everybody else does and perhaps from time to time feel a bit bad about it. No, check your rights. You know, I'm, what rights do you have or do you not have that are enjoyed by others? Uh, and, you know, pose questions like uh, equal, yes, knackers, I'll get there. Okay, we'll get to the, the matter of the fallacy of um, equal rights under law. In a future episode, if I'm ever permitted by Knackers the patriarchal bear to do such a thing again, but the site of the Golden Globes is one of, um, you know, not um, like untoward financial privilege. I mean, on a relative scale, sure, but we're only talking about, you know, centi-millionaires, not, not billionaires. And, uh, I mean, of course, there are a few billionaires and heads of corporations there and what have you, but we're talking about a site of, um, I guess, um, extreme uh, a cultural privilege. I'm going to give you a quote. The ideas of the ruling class are, in every epoch, the ruling ideas. That comes to us from the German ideology. I'm just going to finish the quote, i.e., the class, which is the ruling material force of society, is at the same time its ruling intellectual force. Just the first part of that quote. Again, the ideas of the ruling class are, in every epoch, the ruling ideas. So how can we say that solidarity against sexism, which Alaria Urbanati is so admirably fighting, is an idea of the ruling class, you know? Well, if you go to these International Women's Day um, networking brunches, you can certainly see um, that there are, you know, legitimate ruling class figures therein. Um, but, you know, at the same time, these uh, women 
almost certainly have um, experienced sexism and uh, you may have experienced um, uh, sexual assault, you know, almost certainly harassment, even if it's of the uh, kind of a light uh, variety, which, um, you know, continually draws attention to one's gender. I mean, fucking hell, I was at this um, drinking group, Friday night drinking group recently, and we were talking about um, fun things uh, like Myanmar um, and, um, you know, the uh, ongoing genocide of Muslim peoples around the world because that's what leftists do for fun. I just was sort of having this really serious conversation about, um, you know, ethnic identity and how um, it, 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 it's used so effectively politically. And, and this book just says, uh, well, you know, you're a woman, of course, so you'd think with your womb. It's just bizarre to me that those things are still acceptable, even within a hard leftist context to say. So, I, I you know, I do want to say to the sisters um, of the liberal left or, or of liberal feminism that, you know, I understand. I mean, you know, um, Marxism, as it's enacted, understood and um, and spoken about between people who are overtly Marxist, Marxist um, you know, it's not it's not absent. But um, you know, at the same time, when we talk about you know solidarity against sexism, and we talk about um, you know wearing black, who who are we wearing black for? Now, the the the, the, the pretense. Is and this is where it sort of becomes a very ruling class idea. The pretense is that um, we're speaking on behalf of all women, and you know we're and we're painting um, you know a very visual picture of, of what some people choose to call the patriarchy here. But at the same time, there is this uh, uncritical acceptance that Hollywood ought to have this power. This this, this power to apply its moral injunctions to us as it has been for so long. So, you know, Hollywood is this factory of ruling class ideas. Now, if you erase the experience of sexism for women of Hollywood, like that would be very nice. I would be very happy for, you know, all of the female workers um, in Hollywood for that to have occurred. It is interesting, though, how, um, you know, we've um, skipped from um, having a brief look at racism um, and how it is enacted in in Hollywood, you know, down to the fact that it's sort of, you know, people of colour who clean the homes of people like Harvey Weinstein. You know, all the homes of Beverly Hills are are cleaned and serviced by by people of colour. So we've skipped from that and it's like, okay, well, now we're, um, I mean, what, what, what do you think? Because Moonlight won the fucking Oscar, you know, that we've, we've crushed um, you know, homophobia and racism. with way- So there is no acknowledgement at all that Hollywood should not have this right to coerce us into thinking what's right. And at any one time, these powerful machines can change their mind about what's important. And, you know, even if they do change their mind about the oppression of women, what effect will that have on the rest of us? 
You know, I I mean, you know, let's even set aside that male wages are stagnating, that there are many ways to look at the so-called gender pay gap. And no, I'm not being a, a sexism denialist here, but there are many ways to look at it. And the place where we find the biggest gender pay gap occur are among those who have the largest wages. And I'm sure, yes, if you are a lady CEO, that it really rips your bib. And under the terms of bourgeois capitalism, you have every right, if you like, to have your bib ripped by the fact that, you know, you earn only a third of that man's wage and he's not as good as you and he didn't have to, you know, um, work as hard for half as long and he didn't have to, you know, or you, you, so you have that right. But for people at the bottom, anyway, thank you, Nack, as I said, I wasn't even going to get into that. But these people should not be providing our moral instruction. We should not give them the power to do what is convenient for the ruling class of the time. And yes, I know that there are still, you know, ruling class people and um, people in great positions of power uh, who are still, you know, identifiably, um, even by somebody who is not identifiably themselves feminist, hugely sexist, need we mention that circus fucking peanut is... I mean, my God, it's just, I mean, just listen to the guy's foreign policy. I mean, if it were not something that, um, you know, really accelerates the promise of the world's destruction, um, if not by uh, all-out nuclear holocaust, unlikely, uh, more likely he will accelerate um climate change and scientists probably right now are like revising 2050 um, as the year of like enormous destruction to read 2045 or something. Like even forget that, you know, Donald Trump is just awful. I mean, of course he's awful, but so are all of his predecessors. I mean, every president of my lifetime has been a big See you next Tuesday. I mean, I mean, for heaven's sake, you know, he, one of his greatest crimes is to make explicit what was hitherto implicit. You know, remember that famous interview that he did? Thank you, Knackers. Yes, I'll get back on point. I'll get back to the Golden Globes. So he's talking to Bill O'Reilly, uh, now sacked, um, I believe, because of um, sexual harassment. I mean, any reason for Bill O'Reilly to get sacked, good, but, you know, Fox News still exists. Um, and so does a generally crappy media, um, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly is sort of like, um, you know, taking this this stance, uh, which is, you know, still a liberal cause celebre, which is that Russia is evil. Um, and, uh, you know, look, sure, there's some dodgy oligarchs there and you know, hard to trace money in Russia. And I'm sure that we'll find out that there has been, a, a, you know, financial uh, collusion between um you know, particular US um, figureheads um, and, uh, and you know, Russian oligarchs, but all of this stuff about the Kremlin influencing the US election, I mean, fucking please. You know, I mean, could there be a, a more a, a fucking banal kindergarten view of political economy? I mean, seriously, it is poisonous to look at any political situation without looking at the, 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 the real-life economics, not the GDP. Forget what you heard about GDP growth under Obama. There was still wage stagnation. And for the eight years of his presidency, um, the, the um, living conditions of many people in the USA deteriorated. Now, 
Now, I'm not saying that is an excuse for the grotesque racism, the hideous um, sexism that we saw um, among Trump supporters. Um, I am saying that it is something that you have to figure in when you have another candidate saying, um, well, I'm promising more of the same of this economic growth and your own life is declining. Who knows what's going to happen um, in the the polling booth? It was was forces other than than Russia. Um, Can we at least uh, agree with that? Now, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Nak is is, um, telling me that um, I've gone on for way too long. So, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I will say, though, I do hope that that film, The Disaster Artist, wins all of the Golden Globes. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's um, uh, you, you know, not something that um, I can probably give a positive Marxist analysis for, but fucking new respect, James Franco. Oh, my goodness, what a good movie. And also the I, Tonya movie um, is also rather good. Um, but, uh, you know, beyond all of that, why do we permit uh, these people who so routinely uh, make movies about, you know, the individual struggling against all odds and are now just sort of, um, you, you know, fighting sexism within their own industry? It, to the best of my knowledge, Actors' Equity is not um, fighting in solidarity with other unions in America to ensure that there are no forms of uh, harassment or bullying bullying at work. You know how to stop harassment or bullying at work? Give people safe fucking working conditions. You know, that's not even communism. That's just about a fucking fair wage. Um, Knackers reminds me that um, at this point, I have definitely outstayed my welcome, just as I did um, in the 1990s, uh, uh, which is why I so quickly receded from view. I apologise if you're still here and you were unable to find the stop button. Uh, This has been all over the shop. Um, Clearly, knackers didn't work so well. I'll try and find another device if there is a next time. I really sort of didn't explain everything about the Golden Glows, did I? Well, look, anyway, here are some, um, you know, uh, threads of uh, nonsense um, uh, tangled in my ageing mind. Perhaps you can unpick some of them and knit a lovely red jumper in time for the revolution. Not a fucking pussy hat. Thank you very much. My name has been Helen Razor. This was Knackers in the Badge. Fucking thank you very much, Knackers. I really think you could have been more forceful there.